Hello and welcome to the Money Queen podcast. I am Alex Nicolaitis, the Money Queen. I am here to break the stigma that we don't talk about money here. I will deliver the loving bitch slaps that you need in your business to elevate you as a leader and support you through to that next level of welcoming in the wealthiest version of yourself. Backed by 14 years in the accounting and bookkeeping industry, I utilize the support of the masculine systems, structure, and ATO compliance combined with the feminine energetics of mentoring and allowing ourselves to be open to receiving and holding space for queens like yourself who are committed to forming a healthy relationship with money. So hit that subscribe button, leave me a rating, and I cannot wait to have you by my side as we raise the feminine collective and create true generational wealth and change. I'm going to start this episode with a really interesting question and I'd like you to be present in this moment. So if you're driving, maybe just stop until you're at traffic lights or pull over, or if you're taking a walk, pause for a moment to give yourself the space to answer this in full truth. Are you still in love with your business? Are you? Whatever the first thought that came to your mind, that is your truth. That is your gut instinct. So depending on the answer to that question that I just asked you right now, and the first thought that came up, I want you to be really present in this episode and be aware of what's happening right now and what you get to do moving forward, what you get to choose moving forward. Because this episode may change your life. You're welcome. (laughs) So how to notice that you're out of love with your business. A, you, you actually accepted what your answer was just now and didn't choose to accept the second or third or fourth comments of, no, I, I, I've been doing this for such a long time. It's just what I do. I've always been doing it for so long. It's just so easy for me. Yeah, those all things may be true. But are you still in love with it? Have you fallen out of love with your business? Right? What's a few couple of steps to, if you have fallen out of love with your business, to fall back in love with it? And I'm going to notice that language that I use right now. It's not falling in love with your business. And I believe this to be true in love relationships as well. We get to rise in relationship with our loved ones, with our business, not fall in love with them, rise in love because business gets to elevate our standards. It gets to elevate our world. It gets to elevate, elevate our connection and our impact. Same with a love relationship, right? They get to call us out on our bullshit, call us to a higher account, right? They bring up all of the healing and the wounding that, uh, sorry, all of the wounding that previous partners have gifted us so that we can unpack that and heal that with them in a safe, protected space. So same too in business. When you have business partners around you, they bring up the deepest wounds for you or the most uncomfortable situations that you don't want to handle or you don't want to deal with, you want to run away from. But you asked for that because life is about choice. Right? How are you choosing to respond to the challenges that are in front of you? You may not want to deal with them, but they have been provided to you for a reason because you have asked for it, because you want that challenge to level up as a leader, to level up as a business owner, to level up as a CEO, to level up as a, as a female leader 
in your community. And how can you do that? You lean into those difficult situations. You lean into those uncomfortable conversations. You lean into that, that fear, whatever that looks like for you. Right? So the first step that I would take if your answer was, shit, yeah, I have actually fallen out of love a little bit with my business is to do a client audit and then fire the clients that are no longer aligned. Now, if your gut just went, oh, <laughs> I can't fire all of them or I can't fire, you know, 50% of them, cool. Let's take it back a notch. And before you get to the firing stage, there's a couple of steps before we can get there. It's having an open and honest conversation with them and yourself before that even, right? Because what often happens when we get into this situation where clients are no longer aligned, something happened, something had to have happened and multiple somethings to get to the stage where you're like, oh, they're actually out of alignment now. So come back, retrace your steps to where it actually uh, segregated, where they no longer were aligned to you anymore. And it may be the case that they were no longer, that they were not aligned from day one. Right? And because you started out in business and you said yes to everything, it's a common pattern. I did that in my business and one of my businesses before as well. So I've walked those shoes. And now that you're stepping into a new phase of business, it's like, I get to close that door. I get to elevate my standards and say, hey, client X that's about to get fired. This is the standard that I choose to operate my business in moving forward. Would you like to come with me? Right? Invite them in that. And if they don't, that's okay too. Practice high intention and low attachment. High intention is you are here to provide the best fucking service. You are here to provide the best results, the best impact, the most, you know, generational change of impact. And in order for you to do that, you need to change your practices. You get to change your offerings. You get to say no to clients. You get to fire clients to create space for new, more aligned clients to come into your world so that you can have those outcomes that you desire. And you can be the woman, most importantly, that you need to be, that you get to be in order to operate that business, in order to be in alignment with that business, to then attract those women that you are actually calling forward. So yes, I have an honest conversation with yourself and then with the client to say, this is what's happening for me. I'm going through an evolution right now, and this is what gets to change in my business. Would you like to come with me? And be okay with the answer being no and going your separate ways. I remember the first uh, client that I fired, well, this is probably six years ago now. I was so scared like shaking scared. I had my business manager with me at the time. I'm picturing it in my mind right now. And because of the validity, uh, volatility rather of this person uh, and the potential backlash, we actually recorded the conversation. So if you are in that position, know that it's okay to A, bring moral support like I did with my business manager and B, if there is any, uh, concerns about something coming back to you of the he said he said she said scenario record the conversation ask permission to first and then record the conversation because then that provides safety for you that provides that masculine structure the support so that you can then be in your feminine 
when you're delivering the message, when you're delivering that honest conversation. So you don't need to be in your masculine and be like, this, 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 and this, this is how I'm moving forward. And this is what I want to do. And if you're not on board, then fuck you, right? You can actually come from a really powerful feminine space and tell them, this is what's happening in my world. Would you like to come with me? Because how we've been operating, how we've been exchanging is no longer in alignment with where I'm moving forward to. So would you like to come with me or not? Right? You can do it in a really powerful, empowering way and not be an asshole about it. The second one is to reconnect with your purpose and your why, right? What is actually driving your business? And I can tell you with firsthand experience, if your main driver is money, it's not big enough, right? It's not impactful enough because money comes and goes, right? Allow money to be the byproduct of your purpose, of your why. And that, my friend, I guarantee that having that purpose being something larger than the physical, the tangible, the money, the things that it can get you, the experiences that it can provide for you, be the outcome of you creating impact, you creating change, you literally changing people's lives through what you do. It may be buying houses, selling houses. It may be coaching. It may be uh, recruiting, right? Whatever that looks like for you in your business, connect with the impact, connect with the impact that you're making as opposed to the dollars and cents that is attached to that. And again, in my personal experience, when I detached from my focus, uh, from most of my business uh, career, so I've been in business for nine years, most of that, the driver for me was to have a, a million dollar annual year, right? And when I got there, I was like, this is empty. This is not what I thought it would be like. The environment that I was in, I was like, no. This is, this is actually a no, I need to get out of here, right? And I realized in hindsight, I'd lost my personality. I'd lost who I was. I didn't know who I was anymore. And I got to make a dis different decision. And hand on heart, like the people that meet me now, if they'd have met the old version of me, they'd be like, who is that? <laughs> like, we don't want to be friends with her. And so fair right? So fair. I was a gray shell of a human compared to who I am today, who I've grown into because my driver now, my purpose, my why is to get more money into hands of women because I believe it goes further, right? I'm focused on the impact of allowing that money. This is a, a little bit ironic, but not ironic because like my money, my work is money, right? But it goes further when it's in the hands of women because we get resourceful, right? It spreads further when it's in the hands of women. So I get to empower women. That's my purpose. That's my drive. I get to empower them to command the price that they deserve so that it gets into their hands. It gets into your hands. Listen to this right now and creates more generational wealth and change. That's the impact and that is the purpose and that is a drive of my business now and of me as a person. And I know, I trust that the byproduct of that, the outcome of that, is there more wealth in my personal world? 
that then, because of my belief, goes further. I can create generational change. I can create more impact when there's more money in my world, right? How can I be the standard and and the, uh, yeah, how can I be the standard for the people in my space? I have an invitation, Queen. If not you, then who? If not now, then when? If this episode is providing you with the aha moments and the loving bitch slaps that you needed to hear today, then listen up. My Money Queen coaching package is perfect to stop being so afraid of money and your numbers in business. This package includes a sacred money archetype reading, which is pretty much like human design, but for your money world, and two additional 90-minute sessions customized for your own personal money journey to reset your relationship with money, to bring more wealth and abundance into your world for 2024. Remember that courageous moves will create the life of your dreams. And it's time to take action. Head to alexunscripted.com to book in a call with me today. So a question for you, when was the last time that you actually dated your business? And what I mean by dated your business is looking at it from a different perspective. If I were to go on a first date with my business right now, what feelings would I have? What emotions would come up? Would I love it? Would I want to go on a second date with it? Would I want to fuck it? I don't know, right? If I did go into bed with it, what would the experience be? Would it be orgasmic or would it be lackluster? When was the last time you dated your business? All problems and scenarios can be shifted and upgraded and solved through a different lens. Take a step back or lean in to get that different perspective to change the outcome. Right? So, and I'll put this into a love relationship context. If you continuously do the same shit day in and day out over a you know, 10, 15, 20 year love relationship, it's going to get pretty fucking boring, right? And if you're not fully and totally committed to being in that love relationship with that person, someone's going to leave. Someone's going to wake up one morning and be like, "Mm, actually, I'm done with this. I'm out. Right? So, so too with you and your relationship to your business. When was the last time that you dated it? Or have you been doing the same shit day in and day out for the last 10, 15, 20 years? If you're at the start of your journey, six, 12, 18 months, does new life get to be injected into it? Did you, do you get to be more playful with it? What would your first date look like? What would your, and more importantly, what would your second, third and fourth date look like? Because the first date, you're just getting to know something, someone. Right. And for me, I, in my dating journey, I would always have this structure of first date, coffee, quick, easy. I can leave without like too much awkwardness if I wasn't vibing it. And even if I wasn't vibing it and I chose to stay because of whatever stories were in my head that I couldn't leave or it was rude, whatever, it was, uh, it, it wouldn't have gone for more than like an hour or two hours. I can talk underwater. So sometimes it went for two or three hours and I wasn't interested, right? But I enjoyed the conversation. I enjoyed the connection. So, and then the second date, I would always uh, be playful. I'm like, I want to see you now in a different context. I want to be playful with this person and do something like sporting wise or just fun, like axe throwing or um, 
playing tennis because I'm obsessed with tennis, <laughs> but doing something playful to look at it again from a different perspective, to have a different experience. So what can you do to date your business again, to get that different perspective so that your people don't leave or you don't leave? How can we rise in love with our business again? And the third one on this point is what would you change if you burn it all to the ground today? If you said, hey, I'm no longer in love with this business, it's going to shut tomorrow, what would be the next business that you opened? If you kept the same niche, but you burnt all of your systems down into the ground, all your processes, all your revenue streams, all your leads, and started again tomorrow, what would you change? What would you do differently? Because a lot of, especially if you're in that three to five year of business mark, I know that this was true for me when I got to the three year mark of my previous business, a lot of things changed because it got to that next evolution of the life cycle of a business. And it was like, in order for us to grow and to expand to the next level, we get to be really objective about what's not no longer working in this business to get us through to the next stage, right? And in our case, at the time, it was our people. We had, um, I think we had six people at the time. And in 12 months time, only two remained from that original six at that three month, uh, three year mark rather, right? By the end of when I left, we had 11 staff. So often it's the things that you're like, oh, that's just been there for forever. That's fine right? Or with people, ah, oh, it's just easier for them to stay because I couldn't be bothered training anyone or I don't have the time to train anyone. If your people are lackluster, if they are so, you, if they're part of the furniture and they're not repainting themselves, if they're not refurbishing themselves, i.e. getting personal development, challenging themselves, asking for, you know, more difficult challenges, then that's going to be a reflection of the business and how healthy that business is. So, and if that's just one individual person times that by six, what do you get? A very lackluster business, a business that you can easily fall out of love with. So what would you change if you burnt your business to the ground today and started up again tomorrow? Some change is very difficult, like letting go of all those stuff or I didn't let them go, but it was a awareness to go, Ooh, actually they need to leave. And how do we move the business forward in order for that to happen? And thankfully or not thankfully, because I didn't get the lesson of this, uh, at the time, uh, all of those four people left of their own accord in the next 12 months because the standards of the business changed, the operations of the business changed. Uh, and they were like, mm, I'm actually not about this anymore. Cool. Okay. Bye. Right. High intention, low attachment. The high intention was this business is, got, is on a growth trajectory and this is where it's moving forward to and low attachment of if this is no longer in alignment with what you want, talking to the employee here, you get to leave. That's okay. It's okay. Bye. The next point in how to rise in love with your business again is are you overworking or over delivering, right? What actions do you get to take to shift this energy to get a different outcome? Because if you, again, are doing the same thing, shit in, shit out, 
and are just like, oh, this is just what I have to do. No, it's not. If you have too many clients on board your schedule right now, you don't have to service all of them. There are more operators and also too, there are more clients. So if you are overworking and perhaps not charging enough for your services or over delivering because you, of your people pleasing tendencies, that gets to be reevaluated, right? That gets to change. You get to realize what's not working for you anymore have a difficult conversation and change your reality because we are the drivers of our own reality. It's difficult to change. Absolutely it is. However, we are still the drivers of that. So as a closing point to this episode, when you rise in love with the upgraded version of your business, this will then drive the outcome of increased money flow of new money flow. Because what do we know about money? Money is energy. And if we bring new energy into our business, then new money will also flow through with that as an outcome, as opposed to having money be the focus of our desires, of our drive, of the why of our business, right? Allow your drive and your purpose and your why to be bigger than the money and allow the money just to be a byproduct of the impact that you are making. Thank you, Queen, for saying yes to your yes in listening to this episode and being a part of raising the feminine collective one conversation at a time. Remember to share this episode with your business besties and join me in breaking the tabooness around having money conversations. As always, if you have enjoyed this episode, please rate, subscribe, and share this on your social media, remembering to tag me in it to help this conversation go further, which creates a bigger ripple effect.